Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something. And I hope you'll be inspired to write. Because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Happy New Year, all you creative writers out there. This is Kat Caldwell. I'm the hostess of Pencils and Lipstick. Welcome to 2023, a new year to start writing your book, or maybe finish the book that you started in 2022. I'm excited to start this year with you guys. I hope that you had a lovely holiday break if you um, participate in the holidays. Over here in America, it got really cold and then it got really warm. It's just crazy. Um, We had some really crazy weather and in some parts of the States, but wherever we were, we were over in Boston in the, that sort of Massachusetts, Boston area. And it was lovely, a little bit cold, just enough to go running and, you know, feel that sort of wind in your face and not get too hot (laughs) until you stop, of course. So we had a very quiet New Year's as a family. We didn't get to go to Spain this year because of all the craziness, Um, more mainly prices. Um, But I hope that you got to spend some some time with your family, whether it is just your close-knit family or external family or friend family, whatever that is. And welcome to the new year. We are going to write a lot this year, as much as is in our goal setting, right? Every single person as a writer has a different set of goals and has a different sort of, I guess, definition as to what it means to be a successful writer for 2023. So I encourage you to take out a pen and pencil or maybe your laptop and just take some time to decide what that would mean for you in 2023. It's always good to, um, you know, some people like to find a word or really set goals. I mean, I am a big believer in writing goals down and revisiting them. I think it works really well, kind of makes, you know, gets things into perspective on what you can and cannot do with the time that you have. But either way, I think it's good to really sit and Think about what you want to do in 2023. Have some audacious goals, have some attainable goals, and then it's fun to look back at the end of the year and see what you got done and celebrate that. Today, we have an interview where we are talking with Stacey Fraser. Um, She is a book coach as well. She's in the Author Accelerated program, which is what I did. Um, And so she and I just hit it off really well. We liked, we started talking and like coaching each other uh, a couple weeks ago. And I invited her on because she has her own writing group called Write It Scared. And she does sprints over there and she does webinars and she does coaching. And so my goal this year is really to introduce you guys to editors and coaches and people all over the world to see who you really resonate with, to get, um, get the information that you need and maybe work with the people that 
are going to, you know, work well with you and your personality and all that. I, as indie authors, sometimes it's really difficult to know who will be right for you. And so I want to do my part and introduce you to all different people, book coaches, editors, everybody in sort of the indie sphere, marketing and all that to help you along in not only your writing, but also your publishing and your marketing endeavors. So before we get into the um, interview, it is a new year, but of course I would still love you to share the show with everyone that you think would enjoy it. If you are listening to it on an app, if you would subscribe and you would get it right away every Monday into your feed. Um, If you would rate the show on the app that you listen to it, that would really help the show out. And this year over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pencils lipstick, there will be even more resources and I'm going to be connecting a little discord to there where we will be doing little hangouts and you can ask me questions if you are a monetary supporter of the show. So of course, if you guys like to watch the interviews, every interview is free over at buy, uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash pencils lipstick. They are free for the week that um, it runs, you know, all by itself. So like the first week of the episode. So if you like to see who the person is, what they look like, um, be sure to head over there and check it out and then check out all the other things that you can get if you become a monetary supporter. But of course, you don't have to become a monetary supporter, just sharing the podcast with other people, subscribing, giving it a review. That helps the show a lot. This is a value for value. I bring you value. And if you think it's worth it, you give value back to the show by doing any one of those things or more. So before we get into Stacy's um, bio and I introduce a little bit more about her, we are going to listen to a little bit of a commercial, as you know, and I will repeat again, the, re- the commercials that we have here are not done by Spotify or anyone else. Um, they are chosen by me. They are all products or people that I believe in, that I use, that I trust, um, and that I think will are good for you. And so they are affiliate links. Of course, if you decide to buy the product, I get part of the payment um, at no extra cost to you, but that is another way that you can support the show. So I hope that you like the interview today. I'm very excited to start out this new year with you guys. And um, if you want to tell me what your new year's goals are, I would love to hear them on Twitter at pencils lipstick or on Instagram pencils pencils and lipstick. I'd love to hear your words, your goals, um, what you think you're going to get written, or you know what, just what you celebrated and got done in 2022. Are you ready to get happier, healthier, and more productive with your writing? Check out this week's sponsor from my friend Stacey Juba. Her online course, Time Management Blueprint for Writers, Transform Your Life and Finish Your Book is going to revolutionize your writing life. This self-paced, comprehensive course will guide you through the process of organizing your life one step at a time so that you can become healthier and happier while boosting your creativity and productivity. Although it's geared towards writers, any creative can benefit from this in-depth course. 
Through a series of engaging written lessons and short video tutorials that get straight to the point, you'll assess your life in four key areas, electronic clutter, external clutter, internal clutter, and the logistics of getting things done. Stacy, a fiction author, longtime journalist, and freelance developmental editor, will cover her four-step framework to maximize your productivity. Topics include tackling email and social media, organizing your digital files and bookmarks, automating routine tasks, decluttering your home and setting up an inspiring work or writing environment, unwinding, improving focus, and getting into a flow state, handling distractions and interruptions, prioritizing, planning, and breaking down goals into manageable steps, mastering your calendar, pushing through creative blocks and setbacks, deciding which devices and writing apps to use, and nailing your work or other work sessions. If you're ready to stop spinning your wheels and reclaim control, then Time Management Blueprint for Writers Transform Your Life and Finish Your Book is the perfect tool for you. You can check it out the link below in the show notes. Stacy Fraser is a formerly repressed creative soul turned speculative fiction writer, YA fantasy author, author accelerator certified book coach, and the founder of Write It Scared. Her mission is to help fiction writers let go of the self-doubt spiral and find clarity and confidence in their stories so they can finish their books. Stacy firmly believes that the only creative license required to write a novel is one's lived experience and that you can learn all the tools to craft a book that makes you proud. When not writing, reading, or working with writers, you can find Stacy hanging with her daughter or on the trail with her big goofy Labrador, Gus Gus. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today I have with me Stacy. Hello, Stacy. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Kat. I'm doing well. Thank you. Hello, listeners. So Stacy is a book coach, so we're going to ask you, um, please introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll. I'm going to ask you, what is a book coach to you? <laughs> so where are you from? Where are you calling in from? So my name is Stacy Fraser. I'm an author, accelerator, certified fiction book coach. I'm also a writer of speculative fiction uh, and a young adult fantasy author. Um, yeah, so I live in Northern California. Nice. And it's cold. <laughs> there is no beach in sight. It's cold oh, and no. kind of mountainy here. I love California for that. It has everything. It's like the best state. I feel like we should cut it up because it can't have everything, but whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would agree with you. <laughs> All the Californians are like, no. That's why we're here. Uh, I know too many Californians that have literally never lived outside of that state because it has everything. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm excited to talk to you. You are a fiction coach and a fiction writer. Um, and we both did sort of the, the same sort of, no, exactly the same um, <laughs> book coaching author accelerator. So we're both fans of that system, obviously. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about um, book coaching and your idea of of what you do with fiction writers. Um, but let's talk a little bit about about speculative fiction and YA. What is speculative fiction? There was a whole Twitter feed about this the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of this nebulous term, right? right? And that's why I like it because I don't feel pigeonholed at all. Um, it's it's the what if. 
It's the what if this happened, right? What mm. what if this fantastical thing happened? So it really encompasses like everything from fantasy to sci-fi to um, all subgenres uh, of that. So right. that's why I like it. So you can write a story that's in contemporary settings, or you can write a story that's uh, a historical story, um, and it can still fall under the umbrella of speculative fiction. So I just think for me, it's like a way not to, not to sign not to up. Be bound by the tropes. not to be bound by anything. But I ju- I just like that. I've always been a person of like, what what if the bathroom floor like dissolved and I fell into another <laughs> world. <laughs> I like that. Those are the thoughts that, that I think in the shower. <laughs> what, what if I go right now and I don't have to do all my responsibilities? That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so does it have to have magic or does it not? No, it doesn't. No. Doesn't have to have. It doesn't have to have magic. It just has to have um, an element of. I don't know if otherworldliness is. Uh, the right term but um but it, it just can't it's it's you know it's not real world right as we oh, know okay. it it's okay. it's all about the what if statement right so kind of anything that if you step a little bit outside the realm of reality but the nice thing about speculative which once i found speculative i was like oh this is what I like because I don't know the tropes of science fiction. I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough about science. You're supposed to know like all this stuff, which is amazing. I just don't know it. And then fantasy, I feel like those those fans are really, they're kind of like romance fans. You better follow those tropes or you, miss, are not a fantasy writer. And I was like, well, fine. What am I then? <laughs> I was speculative. Okay. <laughs> I like that. It's kind, of, but it is kind of like women's fiction, in which everyone has their own definition of what speculative is. Yeah, I would totally agree. So, yeah, write write what you want. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> good and bad like. to that, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes it's harder to market it, but it's not nicer to write it where you don't feel like you're bound by anything. So, as a writer, um, why did you become a fiction coach? Um, well, it's a lot of it has to do with just my belief of story, like what I believe to be true about story. I believe story is, um, powerful. It's a catalyst, can be a catalyst for personal change, can be a catalyst for the change that, you know, we want to see in society and in the world. Um, so I think it's an incredibly powerful vehicle. Uh, and I love helping people overcome obstacles and, go you know go after their dreams and it's very personal to me because I came from a background where my creativity and curiosity got stepped on really hard when I was young not that that makes me special but that's but that's what happened and it took me years and years to come back to it and to find and foster the belief that I could that I should um, I spent years believing that I wasn't smart enough to right. to to be a writer. Um, and it was like my dirty little secret. <laughs> That's yeah. what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to tell stories, but um instead I, I pursued a very linear path and and uh it was very, you know, 
dedicated to checking boxes and people pleasing and becoming. And that led me to careers in medicine and in economics. And that kind of sucked my soul dry (laughs) (laughs) after after a long time. So so, and really it was uh, hearing other people's stories and reading other people's stories, both fiction and nonfiction, that that helped me see that um, that I could change my own. Okay, because so I feel like important to me. Yeah, there the, there's a big step between even I can and I should. Like going mm-hmm. that mindset. If a lot of us, I think our story is our parents in the 80s and 90s were like, no, <laughs> you're not going to be a writer. You can be a journalist, maybe, but, you know, probably go make some money. Um, And I don't know about you, but my mother was very much about, like, you need a degree in case all these things happen, you know, which she was basically, like, talking about her own life. (laughs) Like, and she had a nursing degree, and it it saved her, honestly. But it was, like, I, I, I think, like you said... It's not unusual that the creativity gets stamped on because many practical parents are like, you're not going to be able to make a living doing that. So too bad. Right. Right. <laughs> and so part of the what what led me, the one of the ways that I came to believe that is by working with a book coach. I worked with an okay. author accelerator book coach. And um I just, you know, I'd never lost my love of story. What I had lost is my belief that I could participate in it. Right. Okay. And so that, that, that helped me. It just opened my eyes, um, kind of lit the fire and it never went out. (laughs) So did you, when you started working with a book coach, was that like the first time that you went back to writing story or what, what was that like leap from, you're working medical field or economics or, you know, non-creative, I'm going to say non-creative, <laughs> other side yeah. of the brain jobs. Yeah, definitely left. <laughs> uh, definitely left-sided. Yeah. So I dabbled uh, kind of a bit in my twenties. I've never made any headway whatsoever. Mm. Right. Uh, and I didn't, and I never told anybody about it either. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in my thirties, um, I started started blogging and I started writing and it was kind of, it coincided with um, a lot of personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple stories and I tried to write them and they never went anywhere. And then when I worked with the book coach, that was the story that, that took, that I took all the way to the end. Nice. Okay. So you are a believer in a book coach because of that, like for whatever reason, it's interesting how we have an idea of a story and like, we can almost see the whole story in our head. And then when you sit down to write it, you're like, what? <laughs> yes, it seems so. It seems like it should be easy, right? It's, it shouldn't be so hard to tell a story, but uh, there's a lot of moving parts and um, there's lots of layers and complexity and it just takes time. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. So, so w- a- after that, and you brought that book to completion, is that when you decided that you not only wanted to write, but you wanted to help other authors or writers. So I'd always loved talking to writers and exploring just their what they do. I I, I looked at writers like magical unicorns, like authors <laughs> with these magical unicorns, right? And um, I, yeah, I just, it just was a slow evolution to believing that I could potentially become that and right. that, uh, and then that I could, 
potentially help others. And I start, so, you know, part of it was like, I started writing and I started getting involved in community and uh, found that I really love talking to writers and, and I really love talking about their story concepts and digging into their characters. And then um, just working with a coach and then with a developmental editor and, and uh, taking classes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And just decided, this is what I want to do. This is what right. I'd love to do. Yeah. And I love to see that. I love to see those connections that light up, you know, inside a writer when they're excited about what they're, what they're doing and, and the story is starting to gel and come together. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So do you think it was partly like figuring out that you not only wanted to be a writer, but the love of what story actually is like seeing that? Cause I don't think we're ever taught that in school I don't know about you but like what is the reason behind why I love reading so much like why do I love to watch certain movies or why am I very critical of others (laughs) you know like what is that internal like emotional connection or disconnection you know and then realizing being able to put words sort of like oh it's the story structure and like the storytelling and so was was that kind of like for you or did you already know what storytelling and structure was I kind of learned it together, um, kind of a mishmash. I certainly didn't know my background is in economics and and in medicine. So uh, we didn't, you know. You're like, somebody gets sick. That's the story. We heal. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but what I, what I did learn to explore was um, through just my own personal growth. Mm. And then because of my patients, uh, I learned to explore human behavior. And okay. that is fascinating. Um, okay. Why we do what we do, what motivates us. Uh, it is true in our, that what motivates you and I, what we care about and why is no different than our characters. Yeah. Whether they're human or not human, right? So um, it's how we're relating to them that matters. Mm. So that's, that's really interesting. And something I, you know, I spend a lot of time with my writers now thinking about is what's what's the motivation behind this story what's the motivation of the characters in the story and because that's how the reader will connect right that's how you make them care right is 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 creating that um that bridge that that common that common emotion the the compassion and the empathy that's how you hook right right yeah I think one of the biggest um, things I remember from last year of all the craft stuff was um, Lisa Crone. Yeah, in she's one amazing. Of, she is amazing. In one of her books or her webinar, whatever I saw, because I like ingested everything that she had out there. But at some point she was like, if your character could be like cookie cuttered out and somebody else put in, it's not a deep enough character. And I thought that was a really great way to to encompass like why some stories stick with you and why some stories don't. And, you know, whether or not stories become blockbusters is a whole different thing. (laughs) There's millions out there. You know, very few become them. But this the the characters that stick with you, um, like I couldn't tell you anything about the heart of darkness guy. Couldn't tell you. (laughs) I read it. (laughs) I don't know what he was what he did conrad just drives me crazy but i could tell you all about um lizzie and pride and prejudice <laughs> <You know? laughs> and there's, yeah. there's these characters and there's 
something about them that you connect with and they stick with you the rest of your life. Sure. Sure. Um, and a lot of times it's, there's something in there that I think, I mean, everything in human behavior all comes down to one thing and it's survival and safety. Mm. Um, and so what we identify with, um, somehow, I mean, there's something in our story, in our own personal story that we identify with in that character. Uh, and so, and, and we're reading, you know, to have that experience. We're reading to, have that experience now this is all subconscious right it's not top of mind we're there for the 30 minutes of escape from our children or you know we're we're, but but what keeps us in the pages is our emotional experience and link to the story okay so the 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 problem when you say that is the reader is there just you know to read these pages the writer has to spend the time figuring out the best pages for that reader to read, like for those pages to stick with you. So what, I mean, you have a webinar coming up, which we'll have links in the show notes in which you talk about taking it from idea to draft. So I'm a big advocate for writers spending almost as much time thinking about their story as writing their story because of that, <laughs> you have only a few pages you know, to get this reader to keep, to want to keep coming back. So what are your thoughts on like, why, why have this webinar of idea to draft? Like why, what are your, what are you trying to tell writers in coming into 2023? They might have an idea. Um, how do they get it to the draft? <laughs> right. I think what I'm trying to say is don't rush. Okay. I like <laughs> don't, this. don't rush. Uh, and the, I mean, the, the webinar is designed to address like the five key components of story, mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, your, your characters, your plot, your conflict, your theme, and your setting. Okay. Uh, all stories have those five components, but it's pulling it together in a way that you can create a cohesive draft and not do what I did, which was write, you know, just dash off and, and write 60,000 words and throw it away. Uh, it, it, that's what happened in my last novel. Um, <laughs> and those words happened to a, me. I, yeah. might, I might admit. <laughs> and, and I don't think words are ever wasted. Ever. Right. Yeah, um, I, agree. I agree. Sometimes that's just a pe- that's just process. But if you if you spend a little more time thinking about these constructs before, I think the writing goes smoother and more easily. And I have, mm-hmm. and these are the things that I focus with my clients, both my private clients and in my group coaching settings, is we spend time thinking about these elements and and how and and how they become like how why what do you need to think about with your character and why why is it important um, and how will that manifest in your story in a meaningful way mm-hmm. uh, for example what your character wants what they're afraid of what um, what what they believe about themselves in the world that doesn't serve them and how do they protect themselves? Like what identity are they throwing up there and how are they, you know, how, how are they keeping, how do they keep themselves safe essentially? So we spend a lot of time uh, thinking about those things um, because I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm a 100% animal fan, like character drives plot. I love character driven stories And um, I feel that that is the experience. I know that's the experience that I read for. 
Um, and that's what story really is. Like you were talking about, really, we don't really get taught, like, what is a story? And you right. mentioned the Quran, Lisa, um, you know, she, she's basically telling us that story is an experience. It's an emotional right. experience. Um, and what we're really watching for is, is to find out what's going to happen to that yeah, character. To that character, right? And are they going to, are they going to achieve or not achieve? And what lesson will they learn? Yes. And again, it's not conscious, but so yeah. So um, the the webinar focuses a lot on on character development and how that helps you craft meaningful conflict instead of just sticking mm. random obstacle, random obstacle, random obstacle. Um, yeah. And and I think it would it it once you get into the draft, knowing these things will, will also help keep the writing a little tighter. So that you don't get so boggy in the middle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's the yeah. getting to the, I'm trying to get my characters. Weirdly enough, if people, and, and this can happen at any point in your writing career, like maybe the first three books come really easily and then you start a spinoff series or whatever. And all of a sudden the fourth one is like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, or you're a first time writer and you think like, okay, I had it good. And now all they seem to do is like go from kitchen to car to car to school, like because you yeah. can't seem to get out of this rut. Um, and I'm a big advocate for for talking it through. The problem with talking it through, like I'll I'll say, you know, go outside and talk it out with somebody or with yourself. But if you don't know what you're looking for, like if you don't know what's missing or why your characters in the conflict don't seem to fit together it's not very helpful <laughs> like it, yeah you could just reread all of the words that you've put down on paper and you still are stuck so what do you think it is about book coaching whether individually or group wise that helps you get out of that <laughs> like I've reread these pages and the, the writings like the writing can be good while the storytelling is that's yeah. what's interesting yeah and so I think what well, what helps with book coaching is one I mean you have an external you have a way to externally process the story but and, mm -hmm. and someone who's watching who's keeping track of like are we are we tracking on that internal journey for the character as well okay. as the external journey and I think for, for the, I mean, the host of writers that I work with and myself, I think most of us, we, we do know story. Like there's, mm -hmm. we, we've, we've been, we've, we've been in, immersed in it for our whole right. lives. And so what I see is, you know, they usually get the character and they usually get the problem or the, like the main conflict, but what gets missed is is how that conflict pushes on that character internally to create that internal change and so I think that's one of the big that's one of the most helpful things that I have received out of working with with coaching is to to make craft conflict that's meaningful to my character uh in a in a way that forces them to confront the things within them that they that are not true uh, or that they don't believe. And so that, and that speaks very much to, you know, a positive arc of change. Not all arcs of change for characters are like that, right? So some are falling and some are flat, but it all starts with what the character believes 
to be true about themselves in the world. If you don't have that firm foundation, it's really hard to craft a story that gels. So you're, you're, you in the webinar or you're a big advocate for starting with the character. Most likely they have some sort of plot in mind, like probably somewhere. Yeah. So and you can always work back backwards too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, well, I, you know, I address the character and then we think about, okay, where's this character going to go? Like they start here emotionally and physically, and then where do we want them to end? Right. Mm. And if you do that, you, you can, you can extrapolate things. You can extrapolate the theme. Um, you can think about like, okay, what kind of events would happen that would challenge this person and their goals? If I know about, if I know what they care about, what their beliefs are, then I can, I can understand what they want and I can put stuff in the way that, that I can craft that core conflict that, um, you know, that's, that's interesting and meaningful and will ultimately, hopefully challenge them to become whoever I want them to become. Yeah. I, this is making me, um, realize I was, I was reading John Truby, I think, and he talks a lot about the moral dilemma and what you're yeah. saying too, is like their belief is kind of their moral dilemma, like whatever their belief of the world and of themselves in there. And I think sometimes writers, I've talked to a couple who are like, oh yeah, I don't think about that stuff, which is whatever, <laughs> everyone can do whatever you want. But really the the point of that is like, like. An easy one is Casablanca, because I'm always thinking about Humphrey Bogart. (laughs) Like his moral dilemma, his belief in the world, you know, is like he's all for himself because the woman he loves like up and left him and it's not even worth it. You know, so he's all interestingly enough, he's still adored by the people around him. Right. So like like you said, people are complex. Humans are complex. And then his moral dilemma is, should I run off with her because she's kind of willing or should I let the guy that's probably going to get his head chopped off by the Nazis get out? <laughs> like, that's a big moral dilemma, which pushes him into what is love, like sacrificing mm-hmm. for love, right? Um, and I, I, I'm not sure that if the writers didn't understand that, that it would be such an iconic film. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I think it's, I think it's a good example of how you can reverse engineer. Okay. Like, where does that person, where did that person end? And what's the difference? Like, Interesting. What, what beliefs are they ending on? What beliefs did they start with? And okay. why did they change? So if a writer has like how they know how they want the character to end, they could mm-hmm. go backwards on where are they going to start? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that writers have a problem with making their characters too perfect? Well, I or too good, too morally upright, maybe. I don't you know. know, you know, one thing I, I see a lot with my clients is they start writing the character as they want them to be, like they are fully yes. like to, they they've already it's like they've already learned the lesson. It's like no, 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 no. Yes. No, we need to work from we need to, we need, that's, that's how you want them to be. You want them to be worldly. You want them to have compassion and understanding. Yeah. Where are they starting from? So yeah, I so, admit so. I, that's my biggest issue starting a story is because I know kind of subconsciously where I want them to end. 
Right. I'll start the first couple thousand words and be like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me, me too. Um, so I, I think that no backstory is incredibly, incredibly important when it comes to crafting character. Cause I like to think that they have a whole entire life yeah. before we meet them on the first right. page and that whole entire life informs who they are. Right. Just like you and me. Yeah. And what's interesting is if you Google craft or you're stuck with your story and you're trying to figure out answers to things, what you're going to find a lot is people saying, don't make your character too perfect. And the problem with that, as we've just gone through, is like, what does that mean? But in, I think your, your explanation is perfect. It's not that they are perfect already. It's that they've already learned their lesson in your head. And so you're starting from that point. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and maybe uh, you know, the other when when I have writers that struggle with that, um, I ask them to really look at like, okay, what are what what kind of flaws are we dealing with with this person, mm. and how can they get in in their way? So, so when we look at flaws, flaws come from identity, how we want people to perceive us in the world. Um, you know, are, are we, are, are we snotty or are we rude? Do we, uh, do we put on false airs because we're worried about what people think of us and that kind of stuff. So those, and then how, how, how can that, how does that get in the character's way? Right. Mm-hmm. Especially the, those big flaws that are the, the core pieces that need to change through the story. So I have a look at the flaws and it's like, okay, how can we work with the flaws and shape right. the story? in context with the conflict that is coming up. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a very, it is not a clear, clear process, but what I aim to do in this particular webinar is, is deliver like a simple way to craft a beginning premise. Oh, out of the five big words, of story. a big P word. <laughs> yeah. Premise or story concept, okay. um, strong stories, hot man, basically just like this nutshell statement that houses like, who the story is about, what they want, what obstacles they face, and what they're going to have to learn in order mm. to prevent the worst possible outcome. Okay. That's what I want to deliver in this webinar. In 60 right. minutes. <laughs> no problem. Well, that doesn't include the time that the writer will have to spend after yeah. they are informed. But I, I think that that's great if you want to write either your first book or another book. Um, I do think that figuring those things out beforehand will help you not either take so long writing or not have so many words that you have to toss later. Like, yeah. And if you just have those, I mean, if you just understand that these are elements that you need and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the plot, you know, maybe the, the plot can roll itself out, but um, it, it, even if you're not able to like lock it all down into one, one tight premise, that's okay. If you can just get started with who this character is and what could possibly get in their way to disrupt their, their life, yeah. then, then you can start rolling forward. Right? You don't have to know everything to start drafting. But if you keep those ideas high level and, and you kind of use a premise statement as a guide, it'll come flush out. It'll flush out. Right. 
Right. And I think what a, a book coach can really help you do is stay steady on course because once you start writing, weirdly enough, you can start a, a chapter and just go completely off left field. <laughs> and all of a sudden your characters are doing whatever. And it's funny, there's this idea in the writer world of like, you know, who controls who? Like, do your characters control the writer? A writer control the characters? There's all these funny memes about it. But it ends up not being very funny if you're completely off course and 60,000 words in, you're like, ah, I think I have to cut like 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you know, there's the, I, I am no, I am not a plotter or a, or, or a pantser. I'm like somewhere ish. <laughs> I'm an ish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I mean, I did, I did start out by, by pantsing, but not like I was pantsing without understanding these concepts. Right. Right. Yeah, if, that's if, a difference. There's nothing yeah. wrong with pantsing. There's nothing wrong with plotting. They're just processes. Right. And whatever process works for you, I'm going to take what you like and leave the rest type of gal. And um, so whatever process, but these components you have to have and okay. they eventually have to pull in. So I think, you know, regardless of whatever process you have, as long as you keep those things in the top of your mind. Yes. It will help you. Yes, it will help you. It will help you stay on course. It'll help you move forward and remember what your character is doing. <laughs> I love it. Um, so when exactly is the webinar and how can people sign up to do this idea to draft the five, what is it, the five key components to storytelling? Yeah, it's idea to draft, um, write your novel in 2023. I think that's what I called it. <laughs> I didn't get real specific. Uh, so it is going to be on January 5th, and there will be two sessions, um, okay. one at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and the other will be at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a free webinar, okay. uh, and uh, writers might, like I said, my hope is that writers will uh, learn a process that will make it easier for them to flesh out their story ideas so that they can start drafting. Yes. I think they, that, that will be helpful. Yeah. You can go to my website, uh, which is, uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, write it scared.co and, and sign up there. Yeah. I like that website name. Um, so they just sign up there and then it's live. You're doing this live. Yeah. It's live. Wow. Brave woman. Okay. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> You know, one of those weird introverts, like I very highly introverted, but I like to teach and I like to, I like to, I don't mind public speaking. I mean, I have to go lay down and take a very long nap afterwards, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me in the moment. It takes all of my energy, but <laughs> it, does. it does, it does. And I often look like I get red. Like I've had people ask me if I'm okay. I'm like, I'm okay. It's just my nerves. Okay. My introverted <laughs> self is screaming at me right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I think it's very appreciative that your introverted self is is allowing you to go out and teach people this. Because I think that starting out 2023, if you want to write a book, especially if you're a full-time uh, worker, if you have kids, if you have you know people you're caring for, like life, if you have a life <laughs> in general, like if you want to write a book, the best way to do it is to have some sort of 
um, structure and the idea of storytelling behind it. And I really do think it would help people write it quicker. You know, I don't know how, what metric we're going to measure that by. <laughs> I think it just, I, I, to me, I think it will, I think it's fun. Yeah, I think okay. it will. I think it's fun to dig into these questions, like what's Ooh. what's it going to be about, and what what would bother them. And so, just just I just hope it's that people follow, are curious, and just let curiosity lead them to discovery. Yeah, because it's really just about asking a bunch of questions. Yes, and it's okay if you don't know the answers right Absolutely. away in the, beginning of the book. Like, I don't know how many books start as this, this like one seed that turns into some plant you've never seen before. <laughs> You're like, where did, how did that happen? That sounds like the last book I wrote. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the book I'm writing. <laughs> Maybe using personal experience. Um, it, you know, for writers to understand, and I've been harping on my listeners for probably a year, of like, you don't have to do it by yourself. It's okay to have other people ask you questions so that you have to be like... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe That's a wonderful response. I don't know because right. it's, a, it's it's not it's not the it's not a gate. It's not like a it's not over. <laughs> if you don't bad. know <laughs> that it's it's an opportunity. Thank like you. Yes. Yes. And it, I, yes, it's an opportunity to make that your book that much deeper, and your characters and your side characters and everyone to like just have the have it be the book that people close and are like nice (laughs) that's my goal (laughs) yeah right um i love it so we will have the links in the show notes um if people sign up but they can't make it live are they going to be able to to get a recording or anything like that yeah so i'm going to do a replay for a certain amount of time okay and then um uh, they'll also get like the the kind of the tool that i use to develop the premise oh Um, nice yeah, so they'll get a link to that. Oh, they get so you don't just leave them in the dark. Like, yeah. No, I mean, oh my gosh. Besides, like, well, if you came to one of my webinars, you'd get it. But it's like I, I do this thing where I'm like, okay, here's the tool. Now, don't panic. You don't have to write this down because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of words in it. Don't panic. Here it is. <laughs> nice. I love that. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I will be there in the audience. Hey. Um, so y'all, we will have the link in the show notes on January 5th. If you guys want to check out more about Stacey Fraser, you can go to writeitscared.co. And I'm sure I will have Stacey back because we like hanging out and talking about storytelling. <laughs> so, and if you guys are looking to write this year, I am going to encourage everyone, even if it's, you know, for a short time or for a long time, finding a book coach, um, I think it has benefits that... It's even hard to to describe um, in words, I think, like just having somebody by your side and helping you flesh out the story to be the exact story that you have in your head. And it's okay that we sometimes need somebody to do it with, because that's what everyone else used to do before 2020. (laughs) Editors used to sit with their writers and help them. So I don't know where we got big heads from thinking we could all do it by ourselves. Anyway, I'll stop my rant. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it was a good rant they hear me if you say this I'm on board. <laughs> well thank you Stacey for coming on and talking with us and we look forward to seeing you at the webinar thank you so much for having me 
you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the mastermind, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.